0: Thank you. Texas and uh, everyone out there. It is time for Riasis here on KZSM every Sunday night from 7 to 8 o'clock. And Kathy Laura is your host. And Kathy, man, this has got a lot of buzz going on this show tonight. Why don't you introduce your guest for us, please? Well,
1: we have on our our show this evening. Our guest is Valerie DeLeon. And um, I have to tell you, kind of, uh, it's a little bittersweet for me because I've known Valerie since she was a little girl, but now she's a, a, a married woman now, and now I'm starting to feel a little old because I've <laughs> known her for so long, and now my, I'm feeling my age now. But I'm happy that she's here on the show. It, um, I'm really excited. I've I've known her grandmother for a very long time. And um, I think we're going to have a good discussion about her grandmother. So welcome to the show, Valerie. Thank you. Thank you so much. So as always, our first segment, we talk about family history. So, um, I I knew your father, and um, I did a show about boxing here, and in my research, I came across some articles, and your dad uh, boxed for Southside I believe. He did. And so he would Mm -hmm. stop by on occasion and talk to my dad, and they would have good conversations about boxing. So tell us a little bit about your family history, and
2: uh, tell me uh, also about your husband and your children. Okay, um, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to talk about my grandma and my family. Um, we're the Lucille family that uh, Raymond and Janie Lucille, um, Maria and Danny Lucille, and myself. Um, everyone knows, I guess, Mitchell Street is where I grew up um, here off of San Antonio Street. So it was on the corner of Mitchell and MLK? And MLK, yes, yes. Um, my grandparents have lived here all their lives. Um, I'm now married to uh, my husband, Stephen Delion. Their family is from Martindale. I have two children, uh, Kristen and Stephen. And um, we also did a show when we talked a lot about, in detail about the Lucio
1: family. in. Your family, the Lucios, were off of Hunter Road when they first moved into San Marcos, like in the late 1800s. So yes. you come from a family with well-established roots on your Lucio side. Yes, yes, I do. And um, so, tell me a little bit about your grandfather, Mr. Lucio.
2: My grandpa. Um, he uh, he was in World War II. Um, he worked after after the war. He all of his brothers were in war. Seven total all came back from World War II. And after the war, um, when they did buy the house on Mitchell Street, um, he went to work for Randolph Air Force Base and worked there until he retired um, and had his civil service job there.
1: And um, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I may not be remembering this correct, Mm -hmm. but your grandfather was he related to Augustine Lucio? Yes, that
2: was his brother. That was his brother, mm-hmm.
1: and you said seven brothers mm-hmm. in the military. Yes. Wow. Yes,
2: and they all came back from World War II. Well, that so that's that a amazing. blessing, right? Mm-hmm. So many
1: families didn't have that luxury yes. to have everybody come back. Yes. Um, tell me a little bit about your grandmother. Where your grandmother was from?
2: My grandmother's family, the Vela family. Uh, she, her parents were Cruz Vela and Gabriel Vela, and she was actually born in Maxwell. Um, And her father had a blacksmith shop in Maxwell, um, and she grew up there with her sisters. um, And they later moved to San Marcos, and their family uh, moved off of Fredericksburg Street, which is right by us.
1: And um, I remember from when I was young, your grandmother used to talk about the lady who had the beauty shop there on Fredericksburg Street, yes, Lucy? Yes, Lucy. So was your grandmother related to Lucy? Yes,
2: that was her niece. Oh, her niece. The, her niece. Okay. And she actually still has the beauty shop there. Well, they've been there on street. Fredericksburg
1: Street for such a long time. They're yes. like right dead in the center of the yes. street. Yes. And mm-hmm. and hopefully with all the building that's going on, they won't be moved out because they have now that large uh, apartment complex right. down the street. Right. From right.
2: There's been so right many there. new buildings there. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, <laughs> right behind them. Yes. But they're still there. Yeah. So yeah. that's good.
1: Well, yeah, uh, yeah I I remember your grandmother talking about her side so I knew mm-hmm. there was a relation but I didn't know I didn't know how yes um, so let's talk a little bit about um, how your grandmother came to become an
2: Avon representative would you know what year that was um, I found some pictures some old pictures and I know um, that she started around 1964 and I remember her telling me that she started shortly after she had my dad. Um, and so looking back, I think she probably sold Avon around 40 years. That, that's a long time. I know, I know. So we'll give a little um, information about
1: uh, the Avon family. It was mm-hmm. uh, a- about the Avon Corporation. It was mm-hmm. founded in 1886 in New York. And it wasn't called Avon at that time. It was mm-hmm. called the California Perfume Company. Mm-hmm. And their first uh, rep uh, was hired in 1886. So if we think about how long ago that is, that is a, r- a really, a long really time. long time. Yes. Um, and uh, in 1914, they expanded into Canada. And then in 1929 is when they uh, started calling themselves Avon and mm-hmm. um, and got their logo. Mm-hmm. Um So, um, how, how did, did did your grandmother ever tell you how she became an Avon lady? What, what was the, how did she decide to do that? I guess that's my question.
2: She really didn't tell me that, but what she did tell me was that she was looking for a way to, to provide for her family Mm -hmm. and also meet others because she was such a people person and she loved connecting with people and other women. So, um, she was interested in that. And I think that's what really motivated her to look outside of her home to connect with people. So
1: in, in 1957, um, Avon had a hundred thousand representatives selling their product and their sales in 1957 were a hundred million dollars. That that's a lot of money for, right. for that time, that time mm-hmm. period. um, your grandmother was very charismatic. Do you, do you uh, attribute her, her, her charisma in, in being a, a large part of the reason why she was so successful in the sales of Avon?
2: Oh, yes. She, um, like I said, she loved connecting with people and just getting to truly know the person, and I think that really helped her in her sales and, and meeting other people. So I think that had a big part of it.
1: Um did she ever tell you what the the salary was like when she first started? I mean, what did she, what did she first start selling? What products did she
2: sell? Um I think a lot of the first products were makeup. Mm-hmm. Um it started out with a lot, you know, makeup and she I know that she started door to door. She would go door to door selling and then I know as her business grew, um and I don't know if you remember when people would put ads in the paper to sell um, things. She started, you know, using newspapers as, as her way of, you know, getting her name out there. I remember that. Um, and then as her business grew, she had other ladies that would actually, that were under her. She started recruiting um, salespeople, and then they would sell for her. She had about 12 ladies at one time that would sell for her. And so she really didn't have to leave the house anymore as her sales grew.
1: Yeah, I remember, uh, I don't remember the, you, you talked about the mm-hmm. newspapers. I don't remember that, mm-hmm. but I remember when I was going to high school, and I think when I got 1979, mm-hmm. I was a freshman, and I remember a lot of the girls that were in high school mm-hmm. um, would always come with this little Avon book, and I didn't wear a lot of makeup. Mm-hmm. And so they'd be sitting there in class and, and in their free time, and they'd be looking through these magazines, and they'd be talking about products. hmm and um, I kind of was always interested. And then I'd wait till they'd flip the bag to see who was the lady that had given them the book. And sometimes I would see your grandmother's name on it. Mm-hmm. But then I asked a, a young girl there. I, she must have been already... Uh, junior senior and she said that um she was selling for your grandmother mm-hmm. so she'd bring this book to high school oh wow. and then she'd show it to all the girls and then she would mm-hmm. place an order there mm-hmm. and I thought well god that's really great to make extra money for right you know you know in high school right. and um so I was like wow that's that that's pretty cool I was mm-hmm. kind of amazed by that whole process right um what was it like um in your in your grandmother's house because I know when I used to go by after UPS used to deliver mm-hmm. stuff, she'd have like boxes out in the front of her house. Yes. But what was it like in the early days before um, UPS did, how did she get her product to her? Was it the post office? The post or?
2: office. They would deliver the products um, and still, and leave them out outside. And my grand I remember my grandpa would, would help her and bring everything in or we would help her too. Mm-hmm. Later on, even my daughter growing up, she was, my grandma was still selling Avon and, I have pictures of her sitting on boxes or helping her open things, you know, so.
1: So was, was there a system that she had? Did, did she only uh, place orders as they came in or did she have other things available for people that
2: wanted to come in and, and buy things that she did? Yeah. I don't know if you remember or not. Cause I do remember you coming over uh-huh. growing up. I remember <laughs> seeing you come to the house and talking with her. Um, she had like an inventory room is what she kind of turned it into. Um, So it would cost her money to send products back if people changed their minds or they weren't satisfied with the product. So instead of doing that, she would keep it. And so we had two rooms full of Avon products. And so if any of her customers ever needed something, she had it on hand and she'd sell it like at a discounted rate. Mm -hmm. And so that really worked out for her.
1: And um, so... Does she have, like, certain hours of operation? Because I know sometimes I'd go by, and there'd be, like, cars really late at your grandmother's house. So (laughs) how – I I mean, you know, my dad always used to say, you know, you never turn anybody down who's trying to give you money. (laughs) So did she kind of have that same kind of
2: philosophy, or what was it like, you know, I mean, people calling it all hours of the night? or I mean, it it was kind of like that. (laughs) I mean, her whole life was really – you know, there was never an off time for her because a lot of the women and people that she came into contact with ended up becoming really close friends. So they were always welcome at home. And so weekends, we'd get phone calls or, you know, late at night, people would come by and say, Hey Janie, do you have any of that, you know, perfume that I'm looking for? And she'd say, "Come in." And they'd end up talking and having coffee, you know, yeah. or something like that. And and she, that's how it was. So, so
1: how was that for your grandfather? I know, <laughs> I know, she's making money, but mm-hmm. that has to be kind of a little, or even for yourself, like you want to have your your family time, but there's people there, and you don't want to be, you know, have mm-hmm. a negative thing. How what was that like? How do you how do you handle how did you handle something
2: I like that? I think we just were used to it. I mean, it it made her happy, so mm-hmm. we were we were fine with it. You know, I met a lot of people that way too and they remember me now cuz they would come into the house and I'd be playing or I'd be watching TV. My daughter would be there and we'd just say, "Hi. <laughs> come in. She's you know, she's she's in the other room. She'll have, you know, whatever you're looking for." So Um,
1: you know, um I uh, tell Rob here, we talk about a lot of stuff, but I tell him I remember a lot of the men when I was much younger and mm-hmm. even a lot of the women and, you know, look how I showed up here. I have a very crumpled shirt on. But the women, like your grandmother, I always remember your grandmother. She was just always so well oh, well yes. made up. Her, You know, her makeup was just flawless. Mm-hmm. Um, the clothing that she wore, you know, mm-hmm. um, when I, I was much younger, she used to wear a little heel. But then, you know, after she got a little bit older, mm-hmm. she kind of changed her footwear. And I'm just so amazed at that time that they just took so much pride right. in the way that they look. What was what was that like to to watch your grandmother get up every morning and apply this makeup? Was there like a regimen? How long did that take? <laughs> I don't wear makeup and I don't because it yeah. takes a long time for me just <laughs> to look halfway decent. So what was
2: that like? She actually—it's funny because she actually would get after me a couple of times because <laughs> she'd say, "Aren't you going to put your makeup on, you know, or fix your hair, do whatever it was?" Because that is how that was her daily life. Uh-huh. You know, she woke up and I remember growing up seeing her every morning. No matter where she was going, even if she was at home, she would put on her makeup, mm-hmm. fix her hair, get dressed for the day, you know, and I'll, I'll never forget that. And I think everyone that remembers her remembers her that way.
1: <laughs> um,
0: so we're going to take a quick uh, station ID break. You are listening to Rice is here on Sunday evening on KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. This is a reminder that the views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTX CRA. And we're going to be right back with you after this quick station ID break. Chelmsford reminding everyone to catch my show, The Mop Tops and the King, featuring an hour of the greatest two artists in the history of rock and roll, Elvis and the Beatles. Every Monday evening at 9 p.m., right here on KZSM San Marcos Community Radio.
2: Every Sunday afternoon from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. here on KZSM.org. Roots and Branches takes you down the highways, byways, side streets,
3: and back alleys of music. Join me, Tony Wilson, your hosting guide on this weekly journey through the wonderful world of music from Texas and beyond. All you have to do is log on and listen. It's just that easy. Are you interested in receiving information about a free mammogram to check for breast cancer? Community Action Incorporated can arrange for you to receive a free mammogram through one of our local medical partners. If you do not have medical insurance or live in a low-income household, if you're age 50 or older and need to receive your yearly mammogram, or if you're experiencing breast pain or any other concerning breast symptoms, please call us at 512-392-1161 extension 322 for Spanish or 342 for English. Or send us an email at breastcancerservices at communityaction.com. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by Community Action Incorporated of Central Texas and KZSM Community Radio in San Marcos, Texas. Anybody out there interested in chess, join us at the San Marcos Local Chess Club. We get together every Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. at the San Marcos Public Library. All levels are welcomed. Everybody is welcomed. All ages are welcomed. It's a really chilled environment just to enjoy and play some chess all together.
0: Here in the studio with Kathy and Riasis,
1: I want to ask you this question. Uh, we we know that your grandmother was very good at what she did, mm-hmm. and um, as she's building um, th- this business, you know, as Rob said, you know, entre- entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um, she's doing it as a job. She's not going outside of her home, so she's working in her home. But just because you work in your home doesn't mean that that you know you, you don't have a lot of stuff to do. How did she manage this this family part and then this mm-hmm. work part? Because now she still has a husband that, and you and and children and then you know grandkids that came later to balance the two things because you're working from home. So right. what what was that like?
2: I think she did an amazing job at that because growing up, I never felt like she wasn't there or pay, or not paying enough attention to me or not you know, present. I think her love of what she did, she kind of combined the two. So like I said, people would come over at different times, you know, not eight to five, it would be on the weekends or or whenever they'd get off of work to buy Avon. And because she built those relationships with people, they kind of became our family or our friends too. So it never felt like they're strangers in our home or it, it didn't feel... Like she wasn't there for us.
1: So did she cook quite a bit? Still? She, cooked huh. yeah, she cooked
2: all the time. Yeah, she cooked all the time. I don't know how she did it. She was just amazing. She was an amazing grandma.
1: Yeah, because it, it it takes a lot. you know, you still have to go to the grocery store. Right. She was driving. do you do you did she ever tell you when she got her driver's license
2: or when she started driving? She didn't tell me when she got her driver's license, but my grandma was so independent. Um, she did get married later, kind of a little later on in life, like in her in her thirties. Yeah, cause um, because back then young
1: girls were getting married right. at about nineteen twenty, maybe even earlier than that. So, right. Yeah.
2: So she worked a lot, and, and she was always a hard worker and wanted to work, and so she got married a little later on in life. Um, but yes, yeah, she did drive, and, and you know to meet her customers or drop off orders, and and she would take me with her. So that's what I'm saying. I think she, her involving me in her life. And her work um, was good for me because I was always a part of what she was doing.
1: Was her customer base just in, in the San Marcos area or would she go outside of San it Marcos? It was
2: mostly San Marcos area. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I want to ask you this question. Were there ever any customers that, that your grandmother had that were just, like, so memorable to you? Because, you know, you have a oh, lot of customers, gosh. but then there are customers that they just they just kind of stick out because <laughs> they're either so so funny or they're all, you know, Hispanic ladies were always trying to get something for free, you know. <laughs> they, you know, and then you tend to remember those um, things. Oh, gosh.
2: It's all the people that I remember, you probably remember. Uh-huh. It's the same. You know, I don't – I can't think right now of the names, but – like Miss Garza that uh-huh. lived down the street uh-huh. from us. I remember her coming over and uh, Vida Pacheco is a yeah. family friend and she would be there, you know, talking with us. And so, but no, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any particular names right now besides um, her.
1: So is there anything specifically that you want to share about your grandmother, you know, uh, maybe an event or a time or uh, you know, cust. You know, cu- did she have mm-hmm. like customers that were just like diehard customers that came all the time? Oh,
2: she did. She did, and I think those were the ladies that um, were were recruited mm-hmm. that would sell for her, um, and then make their own money. So I just think that um, she was really innovative in that she she kind of paved the way in, in some ways for some of the women in her time that were either maybe afraid or maybe not afraid or had other responsibilities um, to to venture out and, and take that chance.
1: Yeah, and I think you said she started about 1964, and mm-hmm. I think as we started to come into the 1970s, we started to see a lot a lot more of the younger women that got married, not stay married too long. And so Mm -hmm. they say that Avon really provided a vehicle Mm -hmm. um, for financial stability for a lot of the single moms out there that took this on as a job. Mm -hmm. And so I think it must have been a really, really wonderful company to work for, for for a lot of women. And I think your grandmother just found the the right, the right company at the right time for her.
2: She loved it, and she um, she was very close to her Avon family, very close to her managers, her new managers that would come in, and she was able to support herself after my grandpa died, and it, and she, you know, lived alone for so many years, and she still sold Avon for many years after that and was able to provide for herself.
1: Um, do you know, I, I you know, I know Mary Kay has, like, a structure where you sell, you know, mm-hmm. a certain amount of product, and there's, mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. Uh, an incentive base. So I'm going to assume that Avon was the same way. Did your grandmother hit those incentives and what was that like for her? I'm sure she must've been proud of, of, oh, of those yes. milestones.
2: We, yes. I know that, um, there was like financial bonuses and things like that, that she would receive. Uh, she received so many awards. Um, and, dolls and things like that porcelain dolls things you know that as she got higher and higher up in her in her business in in
1: 1971 they started selling jewelry and i remember Mm -hmm. a lot of the ladies back then used to wear like the little brooches that Mm -hmm. were like the animals the little Mm -hmm. owls and i think like Mm -hmm. the little poodles um was was there one that you can think of that was like your favorite or one that all the customers wanted to have
2: she had so, everything that my grandma wore was Avon. <laughs> all the makeup, all the lotions, all the jewelry, all, I mean, ev- anything you can think of was Avon. And um, there was this one brooch that I love that she wore on her coat. was like a starburst, mm-hmm. gold starburst, starburst brooch. And I loved that. And I'll, I have that one.
1: And um, I read that in 1975, um, Avon was the largest jewelry manufacturer in the world mm-hmm. And I, I when I read that I was just astounded I was taken aback mm-hmm. Because I would have never thought that But I guess if you have all these women selling And they're selling this jewelry mm-hmm. Then yeah, you're, you're going to hit that um, Let me ask you about perfumes You know Today, when I go, um, say, like, to JCPenney's or these fragrance shops, mm-hmm. you go by and you, you, you smell all these wonderful smelling things, and mm-hmm. they sold perfume. Mm-hmm. So was your grandmother's house like that when you walk in, that just the scent of perfume? Yes,
2: yes, and her Avon room uh-huh. where all – she had her inventory of, of makeup and perfume and all. she, Like I said, everything that she, wo- you know, put on was Avon, so she wore the perfume and mm-hmm. – Everything was Avon. She represented it well, really so. well. Mm-hmm. Um, did your grandmother have
1: a, a favorite uh, perfume product that she wore? Because I know sometimes you know we think you know when we you no longer have our loved ones, the mm-hmm. things that remind us of them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like a smell. And I know for myself, my mother didn't wear uh, any kind of uh, makeup or mm-hmm. um, perfumes. But for me, it's the cooking in our house. You mm-hmm. know how our how our home smell. Mm-hmm. So. Y- was there something, a fragrance that your
2: grandmother wore that that you associate with? There is this, I don't, I, I've seen it before, but it's called Timeless. And that's so funny that that's the name of it because she wore that often and it smelled really good. It reminds me of my grandma. Um,
1: if if your grandmother was giving a, a, a class on how to put on makeup, how, how, how would she tell if she So I come in and she's trying to tell me, Kathy, this is how you put your makeup on. How, how would it start? It's like what would she try to sell me to get my face put together? So like, is there like a foundation? Foundation. Burst?
2: She'd start with foundation and then probably eyeshadow and and it was called. I always remember her saying rouge because that was blush, oh, uh-huh. and um, she loved that. And then lipsticks. Oh, she loved lipsticks. So that's probably where it would start with me with foundation.
1: Do you remember um, as the product started to change and um, how they changed from the selling point? So like, I think I remember that at one time they would give you like little, little things of lipstick that you try the samples and the mm-hmm. samples. And then they kind of mm-hmm. went to like a paper kind of deal.
2: Oh, yes. So
1: what was that change? Like, I mean, did she ever gripe about like, this is the way we've done it. Now they're giving you this because <laughs> I, I didn't like that paper you stuff. You didn't like the paper, yeah, you know, yeah, the stickers.
2: Um, I didn't ever really hear her complain about it. Um, I know that we had tons of those little samples of lipsticks and she would give those out. Um, when she would um, give meet new people or give them their books, she'd give a lot of samples out and I think customers like that mm-hmm. um, but I do remember the little stickers and I don't know if you remember or not but towards the end there they started selling clothes too like shirts and all of that with oh. Avon nightgowns and things like that I know I, I, mm-hmm. no, I, I didn't yes. remember that so did you have a favorite thing that you bought from Avon that you wore or my grandma gave me a nightgown when I was in my in my teenage years that I always wore and I liked it. So is it
1: like, long uh, like a shirt, long like a yeah. long T shirt
2: style nightgown with a heart on it.
1: Oh
2: <laughs> and I actually took a picture of myself in it and gave it to her and, and she kept it. Aww. So sweet. Um
1: so you said your grandmother was, was, was independent. Mm. How old was she when she stopped selling
2: Avon? I think she was in her eighties when she stopped selling and she passed away when she was ninety five. It's going to be six years now that she's been gone
1: did you see um when when you have a job that you really really love and it sounded like she extremely loved her Mm -hmm. job when she stopped selling it um was it just because her health was failing and did you see a difference in her uh, uh maybe in her demeanor from the time that she quit,
2: you know, selling it? Mm-hmm. I did. I, and it was, it was sad because our phone was always ringing and we'd always have messages. You know, when she would go to Lucy's Beauty Shop every Saturday, get her hair done, and when she'd come home, there'd be messages there, you know, from people saying, Janie, you know, is my order here or wanting to place an order? And then when she stopped selling, um, it got a lot quieter in our home. There wouldn't be as many messages, and then, of course, people wouldn't come by as much. So I did see a change in that um, she didn't drive anymore, so that was a big thing and and it just got a lot quieter. and I and she was such a people person, I think she missed being around all her friends. Well, you
1: know, sometimes they say silence is golden, but when you're used to it, I think it's very mm-hmm. hard to kind of let that go. You, you you do miss it. Right. Yeah, right. Are we ready for a break?
0: We will take a break. And you are listening to Rice. It's here on KZSM.org. True Community Radio, San Marcus, Texas. And it is the 28th of May, 2023. Tomorrow is Memorial Day. And Kathy will speak a little bit more about that, but uh, I do want to remind everyone that uh, we will be Having the Hayes County uh, at the Hayes County Memorial War Memorial, excuse me, on uh, Hopkins Street
1: and Riverside. And
0: Riverside, we are going to be there at ten o'clock tomorrow as they read off the names of all of our veterans. So uh, this is the twentieth anniversary uh, too of uh, having the memorial here in Hayes County, and the mayor will be there, and folks will be there reading off the names. So please. Make plans to be there and to take your kids. It's a public service announcement from KZSM.org, True Community Radio. We'll be right back with you.
3: What's in the daily news? I'll tell you what's in the daily news. Story
4: about a guy who bought his wife a small ruby with what otherwise would have been his union dues. That's what's in the daily news. Read the latest news about KZSM.org, your true community radio station, every Sunday in the San Marcos Daily
2: Record. Look for our call letters in the headline of our exclusive column. The San Marcos Daily Record has been serving our community with news, features, sports, and
0: opinion for over 100 years. Pick up your copy at your nearest grocery or convenience
2: store. To subscribe to the print or electronic editions, go to www.sanmarcosrecord.com or call 512-392-2458.
4: KZSM.org We'd like to thank the following businesses, organizations, and individuals for underwriting and supporting our 24-7 live streaming programming. Chavuzem Graphics, Blue Sky Mortgage, Sid and Ellen Braverman, Marianne Reese at the Lifelong Learning Organization of San Marcos, Down to Earth Barbecue Sauce, Bass Signs, Blue Dahlia Bistro, Ghost Note Brewing, Serendipity Wines, The Hill Country Free Thinkers, The San Marcos Art League, Tejas Hemp, and The Whitliff Collections at Texas State University. If you, your business, or your organization would like to promote and maintain true community radio in San Marcos and around the world, find the Donate button on our webpage, kzsm.org, or email kzsm sanmarcus at gmail.com to underwrite our programming. And thank you.
0: Yes. Thank you for tuning in. And Kathy, we've got folks all up and down I-35 from uh, going all the way up to, uh, well, over in Houston as well, down I-10, but also going up to Dallas, uh, up on the north side of Austin, Round Rock, Kyle, San Marcos, San Antonio, uh, a couple other points in between there. So uh, thanks for everyone listening tonight. And this I told you that there is a buzz about this. Uh, for some reason, people remember Avon. And today I was at the selling, and someone had one of those red avon carafes and had the whole set of glasses and you can always look on the bottom and (laughs) Mm -hmm. i had some other red glass and we were we got into discussions Mm -hmm. but so much of the avon stuff i come across at the flea markets Mm -hmm. and it always it's a time capsule it is it's neat Uh, although some of the scents have not gone as well over the years (laughs) <laughs> but uh, that, yes. uh, Kathy, let me re- return the show to you after I made a comment that I told you I probably wasn't going to make anything.
1: <laughs> well, no, but I, but I think that's it. You know, that's how quintessential Avon was. You know, I mean, we we put this on and we've got all these listeners, and I think it's a testament to to your grandmother, right? Yes. Because she was so well known here. Yes. You know, in San Marcos, and I think there were other other people that sold Avon, but I think your grandmother must have been kind of like the one up at the top, and so everybody mm-hmm. knew her. And I think Miss Taylor sold Avon, too. Yes. So what, what was that like? Um, did she ever call your grandmother and ask for product if she didn't have it, or
2: did they have, like, a good working relationship? They did. They did. They would actually um, help each other, and I know they were all respectful of each other. I, I really feel like it was a family, and they became friends, so they would help each other.
1: So was there anybody else in San Marcos who sold the Avon? I know Miss Taylor because Miss Taylor didn't live too far from us, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there anybody else in San Marcos that – or was it just your grandmother and Mrs. Taylor?
2: I just know of – and I, I don't know their names right now, mm-hmm. but I, I just know of the ladies that my grandma met that would sell for her and then earn their own money, too, but I don't remember their names.
1: Were there conventions held for
2: Avon? Um I I'm not sure if there were conventions held but I know that they would have um meetings she would go to her Avon meetings on a regular basis um, they would have their um, like award ceremony for the local mm-hmm. area, but I don't, I don't know of conventions. So would she have
1: to travel outside of San Marcos for the meetings? No, no,
2: they were they were here. here? Mm-hmm. And
1: then so they would have somebody. So I guess it's like, like, like the air- representatives, and then there's like a manager, an or area, a manager. Manager. Mm-hmm. area manager, area mm-hmm. manager. Okay. Yeah. And your
2: grandmother never thought about becoming an area manager. No, she never mentioned that. I don't think she would ever she ever wanted probably to do a lot that of travel for mm-hmm. something like that yeah yeah um
1: did your grandmother have like a i remember her with her lipstick so was mm-hmm. there like a, a favorite lipstick
2: color that she liked to wear um i did see her in a in a deep purplish, like a mauve uh-huh. you know one uh-huh. time um and maybe more a pink you know but but um I think the lighter color, I liked her in more of the pale pink. The pale pink. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that, that little light yes. pink color. Uh-huh. Um,
1: your grandfather was, um, you know, a member of the Greatest Generation. He served in World War II. Mm-hmm. A lot of the um, Hispanic War veterans uh, were members of a lot of the associations. And I, I don't mm-hmm. know if your your grandfather was a member of the G- American GIF Forum. He or, was. And a lot of the wives kind of helped in a lot of the, the, those social service uh, mm-hmm. organizations. Did your grandmother participate with your grandfather and dad? So tell us a little bit about the things that she participated in civically.
2: Um, I know she was in the GI Forum, um, the women's chapter. And um, she w- they were both very involved with St. John's Catholic Church. They were both very involved with um, a lot of the political um, things that were going on at the time. Um, his brother, I was seeing, was on the school board for, for many, many years. For many, many years. Many years.
1: He and um, Alfonso Washington, I think they probably
2: had the same amount of
1: time together mm-hmm. on the school board.
2: I remember my grandma telling me uh, stories about when they would boycott certain things, you know, having to do with the school and, and things like that. Um, she worked. Uh, she worked the voting booths. Mm-hmm. She would take me with her to Dunbar and, and would work the voting booths. And so was
1: she like a, a precinct? Well, she wasn't a precinct chair. She was just there to to help. Yeah, help to help yeah. with
2: on voting day. And she would, you know, take me with her sometimes, and always made sure to tell me to make sure to vote every year when I was older. But the importance of it. Um, and she stayed, you know, connected to to San Marcos and. And trying to help her community. So. Yeah, we had
1: Mrs. Garza on last mm-hmm. weekend. We we talked a lot about uh, the importance of of the voting, right. and I think at that time. And I I have a lot of uh, respect for the women and the men of that time mm-hmm. because of the situation that that we had, and their perseverance to try to change mm-hmm. um, uh, to try to change things. Right. And um, I I talk about how I don't see a lot of that anymore here Mm -hmm. where people of my generation or maybe the next generation, like my own daughter, Mm -hmm. we don't think about the foundation that the people above us have given us because it's not so hard for us. But I always think that it's very important that we remember because yes. now, look, here we have this other aspect of your grandmother. She's a working mm-hmm. woman now. Mm-hmm. She's a wife. She's a mother. Um, she's right. a grandmother. She's having to take care of her household. Mm-hmm. And now on top of all that, we've added this whole layer of civic duties. Yes,
2: duty. yes.
1: And so she must have been a very, very busy woman.
2: Yes, she was busy, but she enjoyed being busy. She, she loved working hard, and I really admire that about her. Um,
1: so she has this tenacity. If you were to look at yourself Mm -hmm. and look at your grandmother, what would you say was the best attribute that, that you got from your grandmother? What, what was the most important thing that you learned from her?
2: Faith would be the first thing. Um, she had a really strong faith and then just to never give up no matter, you know, what tragedies happened in our family. She always kept going. And I think that also was just something that back then people just, I remember her always telling me when I would go through things, she would just tell me, that's life, that, that's life. You have to keep going. And I never saw her, even though she went you know, through the loss of my dad and my grandpa and my brother, she always got up every day, put on her makeup, got ready, said her prayers and went about her day. And that's something that, I admire about her and that I try to take with me as much as possible and pass on to my daughter and my son.
1: And I think from talking to a lot of the people that come, that kind of seems to be the stories that we don't give up. Mm -hmm. You know, we keep going despite Mm -hmm. the the tragedies. And somebody close to me once said to me, you know, um, you don't have, if you don't have a story to tell or um, a tragedy that you can say that you come from, then you don't have a life you know, a life story mm-hmm. to tell mm-hmm. people with good life stories have things that they've overcome and mm-hmm. things that, 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 um, they can say, God, I survived that. Look mm-hmm. at me. This is where I'm at. So, right. yeah, that was just some good wisdom from the people that, at, at that time. Yes. yes.
2: Perseverance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Perseverance. You know.
1: mm-hmm. Um, so, um, your grandmother now, she's working. What else did she do? I mean, because she seems like she was a very accomplished lady. She did so much. <laughs> what else did she do?
2: Well, my grandpa was in the Knights of Columbus, mm-hmm. so I guess the fun that they had, um, every Saturday they would go to bingo. Yeah. And so that was her fun. Mm-hmm. And I grew up, you know, going to bingo with them, and that was my fun. Yeah, we, so we, we talk okay. about mm-hmm. that um, Friday, yes. fr- started
1: Friday nights. We were at the VFW on Friday nights, oh, bingo, yes. and Saturday nights was over. At the Casey Hall now, at that time mm-hmm. it is, it wasn't where it is today. It's where Jack's Roadhouse is now. Mm-hmm. So Saturday night bingo was there, and mm-hmm. the men would cook their hamburgers and we'd right. come in. But that that's a perfect place to sell Avon too, right?
2: <laughs> that's true, and she would sell Avon too <laughs> at the bingos. Yeah, so, because yes. at the, predominantly
1: it was all mostly women that came to the right, bingos. Yeah, right. at, at that time. Right. And so yeah, look at that. She's yeah. just working all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so well, let me ask you this question. So, you know, we, we know your grandmother loves to sell this product. Mm-hmm. When you guys went like to family outings, like to say like weddings mm-hmm. or, um, you know, family events, mm-hmm. I'm sure
2: it must have been really easy for your grandma to take her book out. Was there ever a time when you would say, grandma, don't do this here? <laughs> no, I didn't tell her that, but it is funny because she would always have an Avon book in her purse. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well you just never know when you're gonna make that new customer. May end up being a a fantastic customer for you. Um what was what was home like for for you with with your with you guys had a really backyard back Mm -hmm. there. So did you guys used to do like picnics outside or barbecues
2: or what what was home like? Like a daily what Mm -hmm. was a daily day like in your life? Well, I think the barbecues and and having friends over and things like that happened when my dad and my aunt were growing up. Um, They always had people over. um, And it was, you know, all the, the families that had children would, like compadres and comadres mm-hmm. would come over. See,
1: that's something that we don't mm-hmm. hear a lot of anymore. That that mm-hmm. word is kind of gone. We don't talk about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, those those things. Cause you had mm-hmm. you had a, a comadre for your daughter when she was baptized, right? And a comadre for Holy Communion, and right. one for when you got married. And yes. we don't we don't I think practice those customs anymore yeah. like we used to.
2: Yeah. So by the time. I was growing up, that had really not continued. You know, my dad was not alive anymore. And um, by that time, when I was a teenager, my grandparents were probably, you know, just trying to settle down more. And so um, I didn't really see much of that. So
1: um, how old were you when your grandmother stopped selling
2: Avon? Gosh, if, if it was in her 80s and I was about maybe in my late 20s
1: and I know sometimes when you 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 know you have a a parent who has kind of like their own Mm -hmm. business they always
2: try to lure you in did you ever sell Avon for your grandmother or might she kind of Valerie do this no I think she knew I wasn't a salesperson (laughs) No, and she never asked me either, so no.
1: So when when the ladies would come over to your house um and you, you they'd sit there and they'd have coffee what, what were the conversations like? I mean, were they mostly like about makeup or were like the things that were going on in in you know in in mm-hmm. the city? What were the conversations like?
2: It was really about everything because um I think because she developed friendships, so it would be about their family life and also you know, San Marcos and the people they knew. So, um, you know, their families and things like that. So,
1: it's, it, And I, I used to laugh because my dad would get up in the morning, he'd get the newspaper right away, and he'd look at the obituary. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just so happy I'm alive, but I want to see who's not here. But I think that was his thing, you know, I'm not yes. here. I'm not there in the obituaries.
2: Yes. But,
1: um, you know, I think, too, you see all the people that have come through the doors, mm-hmm. At your grandmother's house, and you've mm-hmm. knew, you knew you knew so many of them, and your grandmother, you know, is no longer here, and you you think about your grandmother all the time. I'm sure when you do pick up the paper and you hear that somebody has passed away, that. That came through the door. That mm-hmm. must be kind of a little bit emotional for you.
2: It actually is because I actually check the obituaries a lot because I look for mm-hmm. my grandma and grandpa's friends, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I came to know growing up, and it does make me sad yeah. when I see that they pass away. Yeah. So it's, it's somebody that, that you knew? Mm-hmm, Yes.
0: All right, well it's a quick station ID break. We're gonna be right back with you. You are listening to Riasis here on KZSM.org every Sunday, uh, from seven until eight o'clock. And Kathy, you know what? I just looked up something. Next week will be one year that you have been doing this show. Ooh, so congratulations. <laughs> We'll be awesome. right back I, with survived. you. I've
1: survived. I'm a survivor. <laughs> Perseverance. <laughs>
0: Perseverance, yes, in, awesome. in radio land. We'll be right
3: back with you. A good morning to, wait a second, what do you mean morning? It's evening. And who is this guy that is on the air right now? Well, guess what? The melancholy tea party has moved to a new time. That is Thursdays at 8 o'clock. and then we run an encore directly following the show at 9.
4: Reach up to the sky above higher, Like you can get in a Tune in to Texas River Talk every Friday from noon to 2 pm. We play music from our favorite country artists and let you know how to catch them live. We'll also have musicians in studio talking about their work and playing on air. So come join the party with Texas River Talk Fridays, noon to 2 on KZSM.org True Community Radio. And hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Texas River Tonk, That's at TX RiverTalk.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, y toda mi gente, my name is Josh, also known as DJ Alpha in the Mix, and I am the host of the Latin Energy Show on KZSM San Marcos. I'm inviting everyone to tune in every Thursday evening and join the Latin Energy Party. Here on KZSM.org, we are all about community support. So tune in online or download the KZSM app on your mobile device. Shout-outs and requests, make sure to follow and tag us on Facebook at Latin Energy Show, KZSM, tu sabes. And we're back here with you at KZSM. And, and uh, Kathy, this is Avon Calling is the title of this show, as we were talking about during the break. And uh, let's go back to the last segment of it.
1: Uh, a lot of times, a lot of uh, the uh, companies, they have like jingles, Do you remember, I know we talk about Avon calling, because that's what I always remember. Mm. Were there any jingles that that you can still remember or any uh, sayings that Avon had?
2: I really think that that would be it, because I do remember now that my grandma had a pin that she would wear. I think that was back when she was door-to-door selling. Um, And it had her name on it and said Avon representative, and it Mm -hmm. said Avon calling on it. So I think that's really going to be the one that I remember remember the the most. most.
1: When, when you go to like department stores and you see like s- places like Sephora and they, they're selling all this makeup, I, I would assume that you remember your grandmother when, when you see makeup like makeup. this all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you get emotional when, when, when you see things like that? Or I that do sometimes.
2: Um, everything really reminds me of my grandma, but yes, when I do, you know, see the nail polish, I, I always remember her sitting there painting her nails, you know, on Saturday evenings and. Um, that that brings her to mind a lot.
1: Yeah, because she was always just so so well made mm-hmm. up. I think you know the nail polish, yes. the, her hair. Yes. Uh, let me ask this question because I I never did my hair like that. How long you'd go say to Lucy's and she'd get her hair done on mm-hmm. Saturdays? How long did the hair last like that? Like
2: I've <laughs> she, always I've always wondered. She went every Saturday, um, so it would last that week. Uh-huh. And you know, I don't know if you remember, but they. Back then, I guess they used to put like a hair bonnet uh-huh. on before they went to bed, so uh-huh. every night With that's steak, what she yeah. did, so it would yeah, stay in to place. help it stay in place.
1: And then, I guess, in the morning, you'd fix it up, and yes, put a little bit of hairspray. More hairspray. Yeah. <laughs> I always yes. wondered, it was like, how did they do that? Yes. But my mother never did her hair like that. My mother mm-hmm. always wore short hair, and so mm-hmm. I was not privy to those things, and so mm-hmm. I always wondered, how do they keep their hair like that? And now I know, <laughs> hairspray
2: tons of hairspray, yeah.
1: <laughs> hairspray. Um, is your grandmother had a lot of people. Did she have like a best friend that she did stuff with or conversations? Because I remember going over to Mrs. Pacheco's house mm-hmm. sometimes, and she'd be on the phone with your grandmother. Yes. And it seemed like they'd be on the phone forever, <laughs> forever.
2: <laughs> and every so, Saturday. <laughs> so
1: how, how how did she do that? You know, to be on the phone to keep all these relations relationships going? Because right. I know Miss Pacheco bought Avon from from yes. your grandmother, but they were related in some way, or.
2: They are related in, through her mother's side. The Pacheco's are related through her mother's side. Um, so, Miss Pacheco's husband was cousin to my grandma. Oh, cousin to mm-hmm. your grandma.
1: And so, yeah, so she's got all these relationships yes. now that she's having to manage. You yes. Know, uh, family relationships, work relationships, and she had mm-hmm. the time to talk to everybody.
2: <laughs> she did, and she loved to talk. Um, I think she loved being around people, so she probably just saw it as, you know, something she enjoyed. Yeah. Um
1: you know you you had mentioned your 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 father's passing mm-hmm. and i'm sure that must have been a really really hard time in in her life for her but as you know as a mom you know with my mother's heart i i kind of mm-hmm. think i don't know if i could survive something like that mm-hmm. and you kept saying you know she would always say you know Valerie perseverance mm-hmm. did she ever show that the 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 hurt that she was going through after your dad passed
2: you know, I never, the thing about my grandma is that I'm sure she did cry. She had to have cried. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she hid that from me, that part, or, but I didn't really see her cry, like, in front of me too often. Um, so. She kind of kept her pain She kind of kept it to herself. I think she felt like, you know, I need to be strong, mm-hmm. um, for herself and for me and then you know my grandpa passed and then it, it was her in that house for so many years mm-hmm. by herself um I'll always remember her strength mm-hmm. she really didn't have times where she would just cry and cry in front of me so
1: but but I think that's the way it is for a lot of women that have that independent mentality mm-hmm. like that because they know that mm-hmm. they have to keep moving on right and, you know, I don't know if they if they realize that, yeah, this is how I'm feeling right now, but tomorrow's going to be another day and I still have to get up. Right. And I, I find it um, a, a little, when I think about it, how some women, that would have been like the end of it. You know, they fall right. into a depression that and they just me. give up. <laughs> yes. But you have these other women that just keep moving forward. Yes. And yes. so your mother, your grandmother must have just had a strong will. Yes, she
2: did. She yeah. really did.
1: So is there anything um, that, you, if you could say the one thing that you remember the most about your grandmother, what would it be?
2: Gosh, there's so many things. I just...
1: Um, or if, or let me ask it this way, T- to our listeners out there, mm-hmm. what would you like them to know about your grandmother? I mean, we know all these other things, but, you know, deep down inside, there's kind of mm-hmm. like this whole other person that maybe sometimes we don't see. Mm-hmm. What What would you like to tell people out there about your grandmother?
2: Um, just, I mean, there's so many things, but just to know, especially for, um, women, young women, um, this is something that I, I I didn't think of to mention, but my grandmother, you know, especially back then where there was not a lot of opportunity, she only went to fourth grade. She only had a fourth grade education and she was still able to start her own business and be successful, you know? And I just think. To the, to the young women out there that think that they can't become successful or they don't have an opportunity, there's always a way. Mm-hmm. If you have that determination in you, um, there's always a way to, to be successful in your life. And I just really admire that about my grandma. There's, there's just so many things. She was such a loving woman, um, full of faith, full of strength. I don't know if you know or not, but she adopted me. Um, you know, after my dad passed away. So it was like she was my mom and she didn't have to do that, yeah. you know. So she was just a very giving person. A very, she
1: gave you a good home. A, oh, a my place gosh. To you, that you fostered all this love. Yes, for you, yeah.
2: yes. And anyone was always welcome there. And she it was so giving. You wouldn't leave her house with either she would feed you or she would give you something, you know. And she just always made everyone feel so welcome. Yeah
1: well i think um i'm I'm so glad that that you accepted my invitation to Thank comment you on so you your much. grandmother and um she you know um you gave me that photo, and uh, one of the ladies from the radio station here just said, you know quintessential and mm-hmm. made a comment about that, and I just had to tell her, you know what just the you know the picture's beautiful, but the person was just absolutely yes. amazing she yes. just such charisma and character and just a lot of charm and
2: thank you so much you know much. i think
1: uh, i've for- fortunate in my life that i've been able to meet a lot of really wonderful people mm-hmm. here Uh, women that like you said have Mm -hmm. been the 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 model for a lot of other women right to say hey you know what she did it I think I can do that too and so she's just a really really good role model for a lot of young women here in town
2: yes thank you so much for having me it's such an honor to be able to speak about her and her Uh, life I'm
1: glad you came and I think as we get ready to close out the show I want to um, kind of uh, I have a little retraction from last week when Mrs. Uh, Garza was talking about her friend Nora, I said she was married to Mr. Garcia, and when I went back to check, I thought, oh, I said that. But uh, uh, Nora was married to Mr. Ovayan. His name was Raul Ovayan. So said,
0: a correction a here. Correction, it is yes. on RIASIS we are. We do not want to make any genealogical faux pas. Yeah. No, not here on this show. And
1: I think I made it one year without having to do a correction, so yay, that's good. <laughs>
0: Well, Kathy, again, do you want to remind everyone uh, uh, about tomorrow?
1: Yeah, we want uh, everybody to have a safe Memorial Day weekend. And if you do have a chance, please come out and let's honor our veterans. And uh, do come out to the uh, Memorial Day ceremony tomorrow at, I believe, at 10 o'clock in the morning. 10 o'clock in the morning. Over at the corner of uh, Hopkins Street and Riverside.
0: Right, at the memorial there. And uh, bring. it may be warm if you aren't able to be undercover. Bring an umbrella or something to keep yourself out of the sun, folks, okay? And uh, just uh, to be safe out there and stay hydrated and enjoy and be safe. All right. Thank you very much for listening in to Riasis this evening, uh, wherever you're at. And we're going to uh, go back to our programming uh, overnight. I'll be back with you tomorrow night. And we've got live uh, shows all throughout the week. Please check our schedule for more. Thank you for listening in. And Kathy, do we know
1: what we're doing next week? Um, we do have a guest for next week, but I'm going to go ahead and post it on Tuesday along with the photos. So,
0: ah, so stay tuned. Look on the Rice's Facebook page. Good evening, y'all.